Welcome to Job Seekers Radio. I'm Andrew. And I'm Scott. This is the podcast dedicated to providing meaningful support to find great careers faster. We're coming to you from the beautiful Pacific Northwest. Uh, right now, we're in the city of Portland. And it's raining in June. Can't oh, believe it. Woo. It's crazy. Today on Job Seekers Radio, we're talking about how you can double the results that you get in your professional networking efforts when you're looking for work. Really, it starts with gratitude. When you start with uh, the attitude of gratitude, and I'm sure you've heard this a million times in your job search, but when you start from there, you go into a networking event with the idea that this is going to be a mutual benefit for you and for the other person or people that you're speaking with. When you come to that, that place with an idea of being grateful for their efforts, the chances are pretty good you're going to make the connection that much better. But as I say all the time, follow-up is the most important step of any process. So if you're struggling with understanding how best to network, this episode is for you. Follow-up, as you said, is the most important part of networking too. What I've found is invariably, I will give somebody maybe two or three names, say, hey, you should go talk to this person. I even lay it out for them. And then I talk to them two weeks later, in this context through Breakfast Club, and I said, hey, I gave you those three names. What did you do with that? Sometimes they say, oh, well, I haven't gotten around to it. Um, okay, great. Did you want to get more referrals from me? <laughs> yeah. So the idea here is recognize that somebody is, is um, when you're in networking, your commodity is people. And I'm not talking that in terms of demeaning who they are, right. but that the idea is we need to meet more people to get to um, a position where we have a job. Yeah, it, it is not necessarily an easy thing to do every time in the sense of knowing the, the way that's going to resonate the best with the person that you're talking to. But that, that need to follow up, to show the gratitude, especially afterwards, and to do something with the information that they give you is critical to your success. Uh, when you, we've talked about it in the past, when you show up for networking events and you keep showing up, people will start to trust you after they've seen you a few times. That trust is not offered right out of the gates. Well, by the same token, when they know that you actually do something with the information that they give you, whether that's an introduction, whether that's ideas on how to follow up, when you keep them in the loop on how you're following up, when you're following up, they know that you're, you're, you care about what they give, you value what they're offering, and they are more likely to keep offering you the help that you need. We talk a lot, too, about customer experience or candidate experience. or In this case, it would be you creating an experience for the people that you're networking with. And, and by that, I mean is it, it's important that you individualize it and you customize it, and you make them feel important. Right. So the follow-up doesn't have to be complicated, but if you have those three components, I think you're going to do just fine. Yeah. And the, the idea behind the follow-up is, hey, I did something with what you told me to do, meaning I took your advice, which is what I was there for in the first place, and I did something with it, it's going to make them feel like, oh, well, they're showing me honor. And by showing me honor, I feel grateful. I feel happy to do it for them again and again because they put me ahead of themselves. Exactly. So the other side of this, though, is going into a networking event, understanding that the other people who are networking also are going to benefit in some fashion. So they are your customer. If you turn this around and allow them or help them to have a really positive experience, then you really are keeping that mutual sense going. They will want to come back because they have benefited 
as well from the interaction with you. So don't think of any networking event as something you're going into where you're going to find that job or you're going to get that benefit and leave it at that. This really needs to be a two-way street. Along those lines, one of the most effective tools that I've seen for job search and doing follow-up is just like an update, mm -hmm. right? And so you may have met somebody two, three months ago and you're like, I haven't really followed up with that person. I don't know where I left it with them, blah, 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 uh, whatever it might be. Sometimes it's just taking maybe even a boilerplate and at least automating the boilerplate update and then customizing it for each person. But just letting people in your network know where are you at in your job search? Really good point. How many people have you talked to? What kind of interviews have you had? Um, just sharing some of that information and not really asking anything back from them I think is really refreshing. Right. Um, it, it makes it more personal too, because if they are going to the same event and they're having the same conversation with everybody uh, that, they, that they're networking with, when you break out of that and make this a personal contact, they are going to have a different feeling about that. Of course, you don't want to go into too much detail and tell them things they don't need to know, but just the fact that you are treating them like a friend, they are more likely to respond and treat you like a friend. I want to encourage those of you that think networking is, is hard or difficult or you don't understand it or it doesn't, doesn't work. work, you know, any of those things that um, this is more about building relationships with people professionally. Right. And, and so those lines might blur a little bit on whether or not you get a job isn't reflective of your skills, it's reflective of your ability to build relationships. So think about that for a second, is that there is plenty of people that do applications and they wonder why they didn't get hired. And it's likely because they didn't have the relationship. And if we talk about this all the time, it's not what you know, it's who, knew, who you know. Well, you don't have to know everybody in the beginning. That's partly what you're doing when you're networking. You're getting to know them. You're allowing them to get to know you. If you don't know, especially if you go into a new city or maybe a new uh, industry, and you don't know anybody, everybody starts in that position at some time. So this is just your turn. The more networking you do, the more familiar you become, and now you're the person they know. Doing the network in the beginning, difficult. I can agree sure. with that. Managing the process and following it up, once you start doing a lot of it, is a challenge. And so I encourage you, whatever tools you're using, whether that be Outlook or uh, the Google products or whatever, find a way to keep track so you know who introduced you to whom. Yep and when they introduced you and how that went down to make sure you follow up that loop. And yeah. so we, we talk a lot about follow-up, but you make it a lot easier if you have a simple program to right. keep it in. And pick the one that works for you. I have friends that use Excel. They put everything into, an, into a spreadsheet and they can manage that. Excel just isn't my thing. I like Excel, but just not for this purpose. I use my calendar so that when I have an interaction with someone, I put and no more than a week, uh, it's usually a few days later, but it depends on where in the week it falls, I will put a reminder in my calendar so it pops up and then I go in and follow up at that time. And in that calendar appointment, I can put all the notes, all the bullet points for the discussion topics, whatever things they might have offered, people that they introduced me to, it gives me an opportunity to see everything in one place it pops up automatically so I don't have to remember everything on my own. I know I, I'm kind of an Evernote person. 
So I use Evernote for everything, but I don't use it for the job search. You can use it for job search. So the point here is use whatever tool works for you and that you're going to be comfortable following up with people. Uh, The idea here isn't so much the tool, it's the method. And the method is, hey, I need to know who introduced me to that person. So then I can go back down the chain. We call it the gratitude chain. So that if I introduced you to Cleon and Cleon introduced you to to Jackie or whoever, that you say, okay, hey, I met with Jackie, I need to thank Cleon, I need to thank Andrew, I need to thank all these people. And it, it kind of makes it a little easier right. in the process when you do it that way so that you can give people tangible uh, gratitude yeah. directly and almost in, within you know several days. And um, another option is putting that, uh, for, for that process in particular, I use my email. And I, I can have folders off to the side so I know what the chain, uh, where the chain started. It, uh, to your point, it doesn't matter which tool you use. It matters that you're using something to keep you on track. And knowing that once you have a process, you're not going to have to fill your pipeline with new people. If you're always asking and you're following a process and at the end of every meeting that you have with somebody, you say, hey, based on what you know about me, who do you think I should talk to? Now you know the person that referred you and the person they want you to meet, and now you have a process. Well, uh, and building on that, when you, if you have, have thanked me and I see that you're using the information that I'm giving you and you're contacting the people that I'm referring, I'm more likely to give you more later. Mm-hmm. So again, it's keeping that, full, that funnel full, but you don't have to constantly get new contacts to do so. We've talked several times about... Uh, this sort of being like a sales process when you're when you're looking for a job, you're selling yourself. This is how salespeople keep their sales funnel full by going back to the people that have already provided information to them, asking for more if they have any, but building those relationships and keeping them involved. I love the idea of a few months down the the, the road, contacting them and updating them. This is what friends do. And people are people. We're not hiring something. We're hiring someone. And I, if I already have built a relationship with someone that I can actually bring into my organization, it makes everything more comfortable for both sides. That's why everybody thinks that networking is you have to go to some event and it's like speed dating and you have to meet a whole bunch of people and put yourself in really compromising and uncomfortable situations. I don't look at it that way at all. And so this is a process by which you can avoid having to go do that. If you're always filling your pipeline and you're thanking people through the process, you don't have to go to a lot of, even though it's beneficial to go to some of them, don't get me wrong, um, but people sometimes, they get to a point where they don't have any people and then they feel like they have to go to these events to get more people in in the pipeline. Well, the other thing about that is the more people you have in your pipeline, the easier it is to go to the events because they're all going to be there. (laughs) Well, if you're meeting the same people each time, how's that helping you? Because they'll think of somebody else. Oh, right. Got it. Okay. So again, they'll see you over and over again. They feel like this is a relationship. It's not just a professional contact. Uh, it's not a customer. It's not a somebody who wants something from me. It's someone that I can just be friendly with. So it's really important to build those relationships, to build the sense of trust. And again, coming back to the idea of gratitude, that's what cements it. Mm-hmm. When not only am I doing something that you're giving to me, but I'm 
expressing my heartfelt gratitude for it, it just makes that so much easier to then give again. It's a people business. Sure is. You know, building relationships takes time, energy, and effort. And doing it around your passion and things you're interested in, we talked about that many times before, makes the process so much easier. It does. And building relationships not only with people that you enjoy being around, not that you have to like them, but you enjoy being around them. Yeah, usually those <laughs> go together. Uh, uh, and building a relationship of trust allows you to be in a position to know when there's an opportunity, somebody is going to think of you. And so really, we're just planting seeds. We're continually planting seeds, demonstrating gratitude, professional communication. We're, we're doing all these soft skills so that when it comes time to demonstrate hard skill, it's easy. Yeah. Right. Because we already have a foundation of trust. This sounds so complicated, but it doesn't have to be. If you think of the, the process itself, you start with preparation. You're going to be prepared to give thanks uh, in whatever format you need. You're, we've talked about keeping them posted through your journey and, and presenting it as such rather than as a, another ask. It's just keeping them posted. You're forwarding emails. You're keeping people in the loop. You're saying thank you for this referral to let them know you actually did it. When you get to the meeting, the actual meeting, thanking the party for their their time, for their effort, and if they had to prepare anything, uh, you want to demonstrate your skills, your interpersonal skills. It's really just being you. Then after the meeting, again, all it, of this is is it's mindset. It, it's having it it's having gratitude on your mind throughout the whole process. Gosh, I'm thankful to be here. I'm thankful to be here with you. I appreciate. Uh, Joe referring me to you. Exactly. Right. So it's just always full of gratitude. People like to be around someone like that. Yeah. So the idea is, is that if we're thanking people throughout the process, not only are we demonstrating it to them, how we're going to handle it when they refer us to the next person is that we're going to appreciate and honor that relationship just the way that I'm doing it with you right now. Exactly. So then when we get to the next steps, that is an easy ask. You, you've done everything else. It really is a good idea to practice this. Get into the networking events, not because you're looking for the job, but because you want the practice. If you're lucky, then you can do it all at once. But the idea is the more you do this, the, the better you are at it, the easier it becomes when you get to, so what do you think I should do next? That part of the conversation is simply a continuation of a really good, friendly conversation. There was no resume involved. Exactly. There, there was no ask uh, outside of their time. Yep. Uh, and it was a good conversation. And you made them part of the conversation, so they felt honored and appreciated. They're going to be more likely to help you. Yep. This is all good stuff. All right. So what happens when it has been a long time? And it's gone quiet. And it's gone and quiet. And I don't know what to do. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I would just go back. Like you said, I put everything in my calendar. If I schedule an appointment with somebody, it doesn't exist unless it's in my calendar. Okay. So I go back through my calendar and I say, you know what? Gosh, it's been a long time since I talked to Cleon. I should call him first and apologize that I haven't kept in touch with him and let him know what I'm up to and see if he's available to have a conversation yep. because things have happened since you last met that person. For both of you. Yeah. I mean, I no kidding. I've called people and it's like, hey, you know, I can't talk right now. Um, I'm having a kidney transplant or I've, I've got chemotherapy or I've got, you know, it, it's just one of those things that you're like, don't be surprised when the reason they've gone quiet has nothing to do with you right, or nothing to do with them, but has to do with a family member or their health or, or something. 
but here's another opportunity now to make this into more of a professional relationship because if you find out that they've gone quiet because of some big need, maybe you can help. Maybe, maybe that's not something they would necessarily uh, turn to someone they don't know well, but at the same time, if there is something, it, it, it at least gives you the opportunity to offer. Um, but it's, it most importantly is a way to keep that relationship alive, even when it's gone a little quiet. Um, they, everybody talks about, you know, it, when it's a good friend, when you can pick up where you left off. So that's, that's really what we're trying to, to, to suggest here. Good. So the idea in the networking meeting, whatever the context might be, is to always ask for permission. Yeah. Uh, the likelihood that you'll be able to do it or get a name or do anything is increased. Right. If you are, and this is the first step of, of follow-up etiquette, if you are in a conversation with someone, say it's an, an informational interview, and you, you're wrapping it up, everything is complete, hey, can I contact you in a week or two just to touch bases? By asking the question, it gives them the opportunity, most people say yes, if they say, well, you know, two weeks is going to be a little soon because I've got other things going on, but maybe next month. There you have the right permission. You can follow up according to what they have, uh, what expectations they have set. And now, again, you're doing something with the information they've given you and you're building trust. On top of that, you may actually go, to a ne go through a networking interaction. You get to the end and ask for the names and they're like, no, no, no. I'll do the introducing for you. I would ask permission to say, hey, why don't I do this? Make your life easy. I'll facilitate the introduction. I'll copy you on the correspondence. That way, I'm in control of the process, number one. And number two, they may not have time to do this right. for me. Yeah, I, I, I tread carefully again. Use your best judgment because... That's why you ask permission. That's right. Yeah. They will give you an idea of what they're comfortable with. But you don't want to always rely on other people to do the work for you. So be prepared to do it both ways. Um, the best way to do that really is to ask them what they prefer. So you're asking permission. Again. Right. Yep. Yeah. So the idea is, regardless, just ask permission if it's okay that you contact them yep. and that you'll copy and here's how you're going to handle it. And hopefully you did a good job in that meeting demonstrating right. how you're going to handle a networking meeting so that they say, okay, I feel comfortable with that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that brings us to thank you notes. Oh. I, what about those thank you notes? Yeah. I'm, I'm a big believer, even though some people think it's old fashioned and admittedly it does take longer, but I'm a big fan of thank you notes. If you can be prepared, have the thank you notes with you when you go into that interview or conversation or the networking event, have them with you in the car so that you can write that right now to that person and be sure to thank anyone who has spent any significant amount of time with you. If you're at a networking event and you've spoken to 10 people, but three of them, it was for 20 minutes, and I'm just throwing that number out, I'm making it up, but you should be sending thank you notes to those three people. It's obviously important to get their contact information. So if they have a contact card, that's great. But the more immediate it is, the less they have to rely on memory to 
figure out who you are. Uh, the, the sooner the better. It also shows if you are that prepared, it shows how prepared you're going to be if in fact they're interviewing you for a position. If you're at a networking event, it's a good idea to have your own contact cards mm -hmm. or even a small Moleskine notebook, tablet, whatever you have to write on, analog, not digital. <laughs> right. Um, I think it's a good idea to take notes because if you're meeting seven, eight, or 10 people, you might miss, wow, was it this one or was it that one? And you right. don't have a picture to remember, but you remember their face and some of their name. Right. So just make sure you either take their contact card and write on the back or you keep really good notes. Right. Yeah. I love the idea of writing notes on the business card, because if you keep your business cards in one place, you'll always have those notes with you. Mm -hmm. So it, it's really good. And you can write down, depending on how many talking points you have, you can write those down on the card. If not, put them in a notebook or on a piece of paper so that you will rem remember the interaction and it makes it easier for you to gain positive alignment with that person when they are then reminded of the conversation. Also in your thank you note, keep it to the thank you. If you go on too long, now you're making this more about the discussion, not the gratitude. And that can actually sort of backfire if you say too much. Well, you're trying to promote yourself, Exactly. Right? You're not trying to promote yourself in a thank you. Right. You're trying to get mind share or attention, but you want to demonstrate gratitude. Yes. Uh, so the nice thing about thank you notes is so few people actually get a physical thank you note today that it actually plays really well. Yes. Almost and, always. Almost always. However, people can easily get 10, 20, 30 emails saying thank you on something or another, and they overlook those right. or delete them or just file them away. And think about and, how, how many people don't read all their emails because they don't have time. But, if you're not coming up as their top priority, they're going to wait to read your email, certainly wait to respond to it. But nobody waits to open up an envelope. That's right. Well, for that reason. <laughs> if it's a bill, I wait. <laughs> of course, the follow-up after that is pretty important too. Yes. Right. So if you're going to an event and you send out a series of thank you notes, you should probably have um, a block of time, half hour, 45 minutes, to call through that list of people and see if you can't schedule outside that meeting, that group event, to get more intimate. Yes. The, the, the thought crosses my mind, wow, that's really taking me out of my comfort zone. I'm not comfortable making all these calls. I'm not comfortable setting aside the time the way I would like a business meeting because that's just not my style. You know something? That's okay. It doesn't matter exactly how you put it together. We were talking about this before. It doesn't matter the process you use itself. Just figure out the process that works for you. Make sure that you're doing it. Be sure that you're following up always expressing the, atti the attitude of gratitude in ways that they respond to. If you've had the conversation, you've asked for the right permissions, you'll know what that looks like, or you'll have a really good idea. Just be prepared. Be prepared to express the, the, the thank you in a way that is meaningful to them. Again, I really highly stress the, the fact that a card or a little note paper in an envelope really makes Hand a written. difference. Yeah. Handwritten. It really By makes you, a difference. hopefully. Yes. Although you could probably hire somebody to do it for you. Do you have good handwriting? I do. You do. I might be calling you later. Yeah, give me a call. <laughs> Always express gratitude for their time, their attention, their efforts, anything that they take, any step they take to help you. Right. It's going to go a long way. Well, that's it for this episode of Job Seekers Radio. If you want the show notes, go to our website, jobseekersradio.com, 
And the episode is uh, episode 012, so forward slash 012. Go to iTunes and subscribe to get future podcasts. Uh, we want uh, to thank you for your investment of time and attention. We also would be really grateful if you could send us your feedback. Uh, let us know what's working for you, what isn't working for you. If you have questions about today's topic of gratitude, go ahead and ask us th through that uh, channel and we'll get back to you. We have a contact form on the website. So if you have a specific question or a topic you would like us to cover during an episode, please, by all means, send us your questions. Go to jobseekersradio.com and there's a little contact us button at the top. This is Andrew. And I'm Scott. We'll catch you next time on Job Seekers Radio. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.